We're on page Reish Lamed Dalid. I want to finish off the paragraph from last time. Then we're going to jump into Eretz Eichelis Yeshvei, which is on Pei Aleph. Just finishing off this paragraph. He says, When the Meraglim said, They said an incredible thing at that time. Not greater than not. It doesn't mean that the stronger, that the people in the land of Israel are stronger than us. It means the people in the land of Israel are stronger than God. They were Kefimikr. They said that we think that God himself is not strong enough to conquer Eretz Israel. Now, this obviously needs to be understood up here. Uh, and even Api, Api Pshat is they knew God was very strong. They knew God had been able to defeat Amalek and a bunch of other enemies. Why do they think that God himself would not be able to defeat the people living in Eretz Yisrael? The Vesecha from the Rebbe, in Teres Menachem, volume 34, page 73. And uh, he uses the classic understanding of the spies, that the spies understood that when we're in the desert, things are going to be in a way of Nisim, there's going to be miracles. When we go into Eretz Yisrael, it's going to be a normal Aved and Gashmias. Here's what the spies thought. The spies thought, Hashem absolutely can save us with a miracle, but he can't save us without a miracle, and God has made a rule that once we enter Eretz Yisrael, no more miracles. So God's only mechanism of saving us is true. God can make the biggest miracles. God can split the sea. That's a miracle. God can, uh, God can have us miraculously win a war. But if God is not going to use miracles and God's going to use derech ha-teva, he can't do anything that's not b'derech ha-teva. So if God's telling us starting now we're only going to be doing things b'derech ha-teva, we're in big trouble because b'derech ha-teva, we are not going to win this war. The giants are too big. Huh? Where'd they get that from? There's an underlying assumption in Chassidus that, uh, that, the, that the Midbar was going to be a time of Nase and that going in Eretz Yisrael was going to be a time of not Nase. It's, it's the standing assumption of the spies. And they were right about that, more or less. We did start living a life from, from the time of entering Eretz Yisrael onward. We saw fewer and fewer miracles to the world we have nowadays. So right now, could God do anything? And, you know, this mistake of the spies, you've made too, I'm sure. Can God do anything? Absolutely. Can God do anything? I don't know if I believe that. I'll tell you why. I mean, I believe it. Obviously, I'm not kai for Baker. I mean, I'll give you an example. If I told you right now, Shashil, tomorrow morning, I believe God could make you a billionaire. You would say, yeah, he could do something miraculous. He could make a billion dollars appear in my basement. He could make me win the lottery, which is frankly miraculous because the odds of it appearing magically in your basement are better than the odds of winning the lottery. What are the odds that you go to work tomorrow and your boss decides, that you deserve a raise of a billion dollars? That's a little ridiculous. That's not what God's going to do. Why not? See, the spies said, God doesn't do miracles, God does miracles, when we go in Israel, if God's saying from now on, no more miracles, we're not going to be able to win this way. I'm not going to get a billion dollar raise at work. That's ridiculous. Let's talk miracles. Says Meshul Rabbeinu back to them, you guys have made a horrible mistake. It's not, that's what it means, that this land is stronger than him, stronger than what he's willing to do when we enter that land. The answer is that Hashem can also make miracles of any level, even in ways that are not miracles at all. Hashem can manipulate Teva itself in a miraculous way without making a miracle. That is, Hashem can do wonders without doing a miracle. It's one of the wonders of Hashem. But it's very difficult to internalize that idea. It's a very tricky idea. Because once you, once you take Derech HaTev and turn it into miraculous, it's a miracle. Hashem can make an elephant go through the eye of a needle without changing the size of the elephant or the needle. That is, without changing anything in the physical world, God can do miracles in the physical world. And they're not, they don't look like miracles. That's hard to wrap your head around. That was the mistake of the spies according to the Sikha. Pei Aleph. I know it's a tricky one, but it's an interesting one. This Eretz Yisrael, it's a land that devours, that consumes its inhabitants. A land that consumes its inhabitants. 
Darash Rava. Rava gave a drash on this. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem said, "Ani chashavatiya leteva." I had great plans for them. I had great plans for the Eden. Vehim chashvu lera, and their thoughts were only for evil. Ani chashavatiya leteva. I only had good thoughts. Tochol hecha dematu. Every place that the spies arrived, mayis chashavatidu. All the important people in town died. A spy would show up in town. All of them, the mayor and the governor and all the important people, they dropped dead the moment a Jew would arrive in town. So that they would be very busy. And they wouldn't ask, what are these spies doing here? So my whole plan was, I figured, I didn't want, the, I didn't want them to get scared. I didn't, want the giant, I didn't want the people living in Eretz Yisrael to attack them. So I made sure that there were important funerals that day, just so the Yidin would have an easier time. Huh? A distraction, exactly. Furthermore, there are some who say that, uh, that Eov died that day. Eov was the biggest deal among the nations of the world. He was their biggest tzaddik by far. And everybody was, The entire world was busy eulogizing Eov. So I made, it, I made it a day where it would be distracting for everybody else so that the Yidden could go in and out safely. And what did the Yidden do? You just can't make us happy. They said, this is horrible. Everybody's dying here. This is the worst country. Everybody just keeps dying. <laughs> And, uh, and uh, this is not a commentary, it's not in Hasidus, it's just a life lesson. If, this, is, uh, this is something we do all the time, is that we look around and we say, man, everybody's dying here, and really, God arranged that so that things would be easier for us. A lot of times we look at the world, we're unhappy with what we see, and we don't realize that Hashem's hand beneath all of it all is not just that it's really good, it's also there to make our lives easier, that Hashem is doing something specifically to help me out, and I'm kafetev, that is the way that we are. Okay, there's a lot of commentary on this. I'm going to give you two versions of it in Chassidus, two versions in Chassidus, with the time that we have remaining. Version one is that the spies were wrong, is that the spies were wrong. The land does not consume its, uh, consume its inhabitants. And the second version is that the spies were right. It really does consume its, its inhabitants, both up Chassidus. Let's talk about the idea that the spies were wrong. There's a derech mitzvah in Mitzvah that Tzamech Tzedek says, that the spies made a claim. Their claim was Eretz, which is Malchus Tatzilus, but more, more, more specifically, Hashem. That becoming one with Hashem. You've heard of this Bittel thing before, right? You've heard of Bittel. Real Bittel. Bittel, bittel Batachlis. Sounds like fun? That's not Yeah. I've always had in the back of my head that if somebody had real Bittel, wouldn't they lose themselves? Yeah, you wouldn't be able to experience that. So, is this, a, is this something you want? Says Derech Metzisach and Tzitzis, the spies claimed that Bittel, Hashem wants it, do you want it? The spies claimed Bittel destroys a person. This was the spies' claim according to the Tzamech Tzedek and Derech Metzisach and Hilchus Tzitzis. Says the Tzamech Tzedek, the spies said, Eretz Echelis Yishvehi. You know that Eretz, Bittel, becoming one with Hashem, the idea of Bittel to Hashem? Not a good idea. It's a good idea for Hashem. God loves it, but you're not going to like it very much. You know what it feels like to become nothing? Not great. So it's going to consume you. It'll destroy you completely. This was the spy's claim. Don't go into Eretz Yisrael. If you go into Eretz Yisrael, you're going to enter into a state of Bittel. If you enter into a state of Bittel, you're going to lose your individual identity. There is no Yechiel Krish inside Bittel. You're going to lose yourself. You're going to die. This is, this is death. It's great for God, but it's bad for you. This was the spy's claim. Says the Tzemach Tzedek, it was a lie. The spies were liars. It wasn't just not true. The Lushen the Tzemach Tzedek uses is it's a lie. Bittel is what creates real life for a person. It's life. It's not destruction. If you really want to know what it is to live, it is to be connected to Hashem. Yiras Hashem, being fear of Hashem, which is bittel, increases your days of life. The Maggot says that this, is why, uh, that this is why Malachim are more alive than we are, because Malachim have a greater state of bittel than we do. We're not really alive because we're not in a full state of bittel. True life comes from greater bittel. The spies were lying about this. The fact is that you get a greater experience of what it is to live. The real geschmack of life is a life of bittel. But you can imagine, what, what, the, the, the phrasing I just gave you, the, the, the temptation, that temptation was the temptation of the spies. It's false. It's not true that when you're bittel, you lose yourself. But you can imagine somebody making that claim. Says the 
Tzedek. This was the claim. No, even even the even bittul betachlis, bittul mitzias. You if you were bittul mitzias right now, you would just be living. You'd just be living better. Food would taste better. The stars would shine a little bit brighter, and you'd be a lot happier. That's what it is. But the lie is that I would cease to exist. I wouldn't cease to exist. I'd live twice as much. That's what Tzemach Tzedek says in Derech Mitzvah. You'd actually live more. In Lukutei Terev and Vayikra, you'll find this on page Vav. Says once again that Eretz is Malchus, and very similarly says that the spies were kind of right. They're right about Rishayim, a Russia. So here, this comes down to what Mendel kind of asked: What am I exactly? If I am Rishos, if I am evil, and if I am Yeshos, and all I care about is myself, and I'm a big selfish jerk, which is not really an if, but if I'm a big selfish jerk, and that's what I am, and I join with God, that part goes away. What's left? My neshama. That if if that's not me, then it's true. I lose myself. If the, real you, if the real you is horrible, then the real you is going to be lost when you become battle because horrible goes away. But if the real you isn't horrible, then all you get is an enhanced version of you. You get an enhanced version of your best qualities. What you look like in a state of bittle, this is you on bittle. What you look like in a state of bittle is somebody who is their best self. If you define yourself as your worst self, then yeah, you are not going to be that anymore. So says the Al-Tareb in slightly more subtle words there in Lakota Terra. The spies are right if you're a Russia, a Russia who's a horrible person, who's full of yeshus and full of selfishness, shows up for Bittel and they cease to exist. It's destruction for them because that's all they are. If you are something more than that, if you have, if you, if, how, how do you imagine yourself? If you imagine yourself as a force of positivity that just has bad days, then being Bittel means you're a force of positivity that doesn't have bad days. If you imagine yourself as a force of negativity, then I've got bad news for you. That does go away when you're Bittel. So the spies were right if you're a Russia, but not if you're not a Russia. So it's an Eretz Achelis Bittel is something that will consume those who dwell in it if those who dwell in it are bad, but not if they're good. So on one hand, the spies were wrong. The spies claim that it's going to consume us when we enter Eretz Yisrael. If you attain a state of Bittel, you enter Malchus Tatzilus, you enter Eretz Yisrael, you're going to lose yourself completely. That was the claim of the spies. Were they right? No. Either Tzamech Tzedek says they were straight up lying because you don't lose yourself, you become more alive. Or like the Alter Rebbe says, you only lose the worst parts of yourself. So you would only lose yourself if yourself is defined as the stuff you hate. That's one derech in chassidus. There's another derech in chassidus that is really on the other end of this, which is that the spies were completely right. There is an Eretz Echelet Yishver. There is a land that consumes its inhabitants and you're living in it. This is a maggid. You'll find this in Eretz of Shlach. He says here that we live in a physical world. It's a mixture of good and evil. And if we are worthy, we can distill the good from the material. We can pull the goodness out of the physical world. Sound familiar? Kind of all of chassidus in one sentence. Let's keep going. If we don't do it, what if, what if I don't do it? Let's say that I decide that I'm going to have, I don't know, p- pick an item in Gashmias that people like. Pizza. Pizza? Let's do a pizza and Diet Coke together. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lunch. Lunch special. Pizza and Diet Coke. <laughs> so we have a lunch special in this year. Guy gets a pizza and a Diet Coke. Let's say that I'm a tzaddik. So I'm a tzaddik. I have my pizza and my Diet Coke. What am I going to do with it? I'm going to use it entirely for Abishter, right? I'm barely going to taste it as it goes down. I'm going to use that energy immediately to learn Terra better. I'm going to use the caffeine from the Diet Coke to, uh, to I don't know, uh, to, to learn Terra with Chayas. To give 10 shirim. To give 10 shirim in a day. That happens some Mondays. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the Chayas from it. Okay, that's me using it for Kedusha. Let's say I'm a Rasha Gummer. What am I going to do? I'm going to eat Trafe pizza, right? I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. For, I'm going to take the pizza and slap parrots in the face with it because parrots always get hit in the face with something. I'm going to use it for evil. I use it for bad. Let's say that I decide, let, let's not be crazy. Let's not be a bad guy. Let's not be a big tzaddik. Just let me eat my pizza. What happens then? Just let me eat my pizza. I'm not going to do good. I'm not going to do bad. I'm just going, I'm just going to deal with the physical. I'm not going to be Mavara than it's this. I'm also not going to slap parrots in the face with it. It's going to be kosher pizza. Let me eat my kosher pizza. What happens in then? With a bracha. But let, let, me, let me eat it with a bracha. Let me, you know, just, I'm not going to do any Averas. But just leave me alone. Don't make me be, don't make me be Mavara. Says the Maggot. I'm a Tidak. Says the Maggot. <laughs> this is recorded. Says the Maggot. 
<laughs> that if you don't do birer on something, the evil rises to the surface and consumes you completely. This is a land. This land, physical world, physicality, it eats yeshveha. It doesn't need people walking through it. It needs people who sit down in it. People who sit down and dwell in physical, who decide they're going to steep themselves in the physical and not work with it. If you walk into this land and start, and start tilling the soil and start making it into something spiritual, you can do wonderful things with it. But if you sit in Eretz and you just let the Eretz subsume you and sit around and go, oh, it's going to be fine. I'm going to bathe in the Eretz. It eats people who sit in it. Is that what people that will to Israel if they didn't increase the Yiddish there you go, Dafkan Eretz Yisrael. And by the way, it applies, Machda Eretz Yisrael. That same rule applies here. It applies here too. That if a person sits in their Gashmias, if they use their Gashmias for good, wonderful. If they occasionally aren't on the ball and they every now and then miss a chance of Beirutim, I don't think it's going to consume them. But the more you sit, the more you're Yeshev in Eretz, the more it consumes you completely. The Rebbe also says this in Asecha, by the way. The Rebbe says in Asecha that the spies were worried that they would become, quote, Nasa Achulim Veshakuyim Betirdos Inyane Haaretz Echeles Yeshvea. They were worried that they would become buried in the land which devours. Which in the worries of the land which devours those who dwell in it. The spies were worried that if they enter Eretz Yisrael, they're going to be working with Gashmias. What is the danger of Eretz Abirurim? We usually say the danger is that I'll be overtaken by the evil. That's not what we're saying here. We're saying that I, the danger here is that I won't actively do Birurim sometimes. Sometimes I'll just enjoy the pizza. And when I just enjoy the pizza, what happens? If I sit in that land, it eats me, I don't eat it. Okay, thanks.